Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. The subject matter we call glossolalia, that is the practice and the phenomenon of speaking in other tongues. I believe that the speaking in tongues, in other tongues, is a foundation for your prayer life, that this week, if you want to pray and be effective, you will have to pray in other tongues. You will have to pray in the spirit. You will have to pray in the power of the Holy Ghost. The Bible said, by you, my beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. If you are not able to pray in the Holy Ghost, it is difficult for you to enter victory and for you to overcome. God has promised us victory and he says we will overcome. And he said, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Nevertheless, if we are not prayerful, that being more than conquerors cannot happen or it will be difficult to happen. I started answering some questions about tongues. One of the questions that we brought up was, do all speak with tongues? Do all speak with tongues? And I gave the answer, so I will not repeat it, okay? I want to ask a second question. And the question is, is it right for believers to gather and all of us bust out praying in tongues at the same time? You know, for those of you who are younger Christians, you don't find these things as a problem because people have fought the battle about speaking in tongues over the years. So you just came to meet it on silver platter. I mean, it's just like the Trinity. If, if some, somebody asks you, um, why do you believe in the Trinity? I'm sure many of you that believe in the Trinity, you can't even explain it. But in time past, some people died because of the Trinity. Religious people killed some people just for believing that Jesus Christ is God. And, and they told them, you know what, to believe that Jesus Christ is God and that the Holy Spirit is God, you are proposing that we have three gods, but we are supposed to be monotheist. We are, we are supposed to be people that just believe in one God. Why are you presenting three gods to us? In, in their mind, when you say God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, you are presenting three gods. So they kill people because of Trinity. Today you have Trinity on silver platter. Some even name their church. I have a friend, his church is called Trinity Baptist Church, Pastor Kingsley, which is a very good name for a church. But I believe that there are people sitting in that church who don't know that some people died for just believing in Trinity. In the same way, you have come and a lot of the things about tongues have been done already. So you just come to church and they say, shall we pray? And then you start, but you don't understand that in the 70s and in the 80s, when the revival broke out, some of the things you are taking for granted today, they were battles. There were debates in churches. Pastors took to their pulpits to preach against speaking in tongues. And when they say, everybody just speak in tongues, everybody pray, and we all start speaking in tongues, they say these are mad people. Now, so these arguments have persisted over the years. And people draw their arguments from the same Bible. So, for example, we ask the question, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret tongues? And I told you, the answer is yes, and the answer is no. It is yes in the sense that all have the ability to speak in tongues, and all have the ability to interpret, and we are all supposed to speak in other tongues and to interpret them. But for speaking in tongues, all of us are supposed to speak in tongues privately. Now... When it comes to public, I explain to you the way it operates. The second question we are now asking is, is it possible, is it okay when they say, shall we pray for everybody to burst out speaking in tongues? And the answer is yes, it is okay. 
There's nothing wrong with shall we pray? And everybody goes Tomorrow I will ask another important question. Is it okay to start your prayer with tongues? Or you'll have to pray in English and warm up and heat up like a car. You know, you know, years ago we used to have these cars which when you are starting, you have to start the car and you have to heat it. How many of you remember? You know, that one too. People have fought the battle and you are not dealing with cars like that. Mommy's father had those kind of cars. When you start vroom, 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 and sometimes they have to push it. In traffic, the car will break down and mommy and all of them will get down and start pushing. My father had a donkey. We never pushed the donkey. That is the advantage of a donkey over a car. You don't, you don't have to push the, the, the donkey. I mean, our donkey, it went out at any time and it will come back later. You know, and then we have to go and look for it sometimes and bring it back home and so on and so forth. Now, is it okay for them to say, shall we pray? And everybody will burst out, speaking in tongues at the same time. The answer is yes. But some people still find confusion. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and the verse number 23, some people still find confusion there. That if therefore the whole church come together into one place and all speak with tongues, and there come in one that is on land and one that is an unbeliever, will he not say that you are mad? What these ones are saying is, when we say, shall we pray? goes, Then, anybody coming will say we are mad. That is their interpretation. So, their interpretation of this scripture is that we cannot meet and everybody is speaking in tongues. Somebody has to speak it, and, and another person will interpret. Somebody will speak it, and, and, and another will interpret. But people, that is not the meaning of this verse. I will show you the meaning of this verse. When you pick verse 24, you will understand the meaning of this verse. But if all prophesy, are you see, and there come one that believeth not, and one that is on land, he is convinced of all and is judge of all. So if all prophesy, if all prophesy, the unlearned person will benefit. But if all speak in tongues, the unlearned or the unbeliever will not profit or benefit. It means that speaking in tongues is not talking about you speaking in tongues between you and God, speaking in tongues on your own. Why it is saying that when you prophesy, the unbeliever or the unlearned received and is convinced of all is the fact that when somebody gets up and goes, that said the Lord, I'm here to bless you, I'm here to do you good. By the time that person is speaking, everybody is quiet. Everybody is quiet. That said the Lord, I'm giving you an open heaven. I've created an open door for you. Success is going to come upon you like you've never known it before. All your battles are won. That is a prophecy. That is a prophecy. But he said, but if all prophesy, if all prophesy, now, can you imagine that you've entered the church and everybody's prophesying? Prophet Livingston is saying, that said the Lord, I'm with you. Pastor Aaron is saying, that said the Lord, I, I am blessing you. Pastor Solo is shouting, that said the Lord, your battle is won. And everybody's prophesying. That one too will look like madness. So, it means that what the apostle is talking about here is not everybody speaking in tongues at the same time. Because when he says, but if all prophesy, all prophesying cannot mean everybody is prophesying at the same time. That means that the one Paul is talking about, when he says, if we are all prophesying, somebody will think we are mad, is if we are prophesying for the purpose of interpretation and for people to be blessed. That means if I'm speaking in tongues and the aim of the tongues 
is for somebody to hear and interpret it and the whole congregation will be blessed and i'm speaking tongues and you are speaking tongues and that one is speaking in tongues and that one is speaking in tongues and there's nobody to interpret that nobody will be blessed and somebody will just come and say we are mad because we are speaking in tongues and there's nobody to interpret it is the same way if all of us started prophesying and everybody speaking and there's nobody to hear anybody that one to look like mad people so when he says but if all prophesy then the unbeliever is convinced of all what he's trying to say is if all begin to prophesy one by one one by one everybody is prophesying one by one then everybody will listen and everybody will be blessed that meaning of the verse number 24 when it comes to prophesying must be applied to the verse number 23 that in the verse 23 he's not talking about me speaking in other tongues unto god he's not talking about the private language i speak between me and god he's talking about using other tongues in order to edify the church and that one when i speak it i have to stop and another person will interpret i have to speak it and so if i'm speaking in tongues and the aim is to bless all of you and i go but somebody may say why is it that you the pastors you normally speak in tongues and you don't interpret the question is most of the time when you listen to pastors speaking in tongues after speaking in the tongues they speak english how do you know the english is not the interpretation of the tongues i have spoken in tongues many times while i'm ministering and i can tell you that anytime i finish speaking in tongues the english language that comes after i have spoken in tongues i believe they are interpretation of the thing i just said in the other tongues otherwise the tongues i just spoke will be useless but when i go list to me then i stop and i say everybody take this meeting serious come here at the right time how do you know that's not the interpretation how do you know that's not a prophetic interpretation of what i just said now so when the apostle says all of us cannot speak in tongues at the same time otherwise we look like mad people he's talking about when you speak in tongues and the aim of the tongues is for people to be blessed the edification of the church which is equivalent to prophecy but when i'm speaking in other tongues and it has nothing to do with you and that takes us to another dimension of it first corinthians chapter 14 when when the apostle said that he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto man but he speaks unto god no man understands him how be it in spirit he speaketh mysteries look at that one he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto man but unto god no man understandeth him how be it in spirit he speaketh mysteries that is the verse number two now so if i'm speaking in other tongues and my aim at this point is that i'm speaking to god and i'm not speaking to you if you decide to be confused you want to be confused because i'm not talking to you i'm talking to god my aim for speaking in tongues at that time is to speak to god my aim is between me and god even my own self my mind is unfruitful but i'm speaking mysteries i'm declaring the wonderful works of god my mind is unfruitful now and i speak not unto men so i am not speaking to you you the one that just came into the building unlearned man and unbelieving man and you are saying i'm crazy i'm not talking to you so you are not supposed to even be thinking i'm crazy because i'm speaking to god and i'm not speaking to man 
So we come here and say, shall we pray? And all of us in this room go, Nobody is supposed to be listening to anybody. So you can't think I'm mad because I'm not talking to you. Nobody is supposed to be listening to the, to the other person. All of us are busy talking to God. So I call this segment of what I'm teaching, mind your own business. This is the, the time when everybody's minding your, your own business. You are not supposed to be listening to me. I'm not supposed to listen to you. We are all speaking in tongues now and we are speaking to God. Very easy to understand. Can we all speak English at the same time? The reason we can all talk to God in English at the same time is because when I get up and I say, Father, I worship you, I give you glory, I bless your holy name. I'm not talking to anybody. I'm speaking to God. You are speaking to God. He's speaking to God. She's speaking to God. We are all speaking to God separately, independently, individually. Nobody's supposed to listen to anybody. So it is okay for all of us to do congregational prayer and speak to God, every one of us individually on our own. And nobody's confusing anybody. And nobody's, nobody should see us as mad people because we are talking to God individually. But you know what? Even the English language, if I want to bless everybody, all of us cannot be talking at the same time. So if we can all speak to God at the same time in English, then we can all speak to God at the same time by speaking in other tongues. And because everybody is minding his own business, there's no confusion anywhere. In other words, when Paul talked about the, the fact that to all speak with tongues, and then he said, if all speak in tongues and somebody who is unlearned comes in, he will say we are mad. Is when everybody is speaking in tongues and we are ministering to one another. So the giver of announcement, Brother Joshua Gagara, Bagbara, comes and stands here and says, then brother Gabriel Asumboy is supposed to tell us that next week is um, tight Sunday then he too comes and stands there and he goes to sit down then I come to preach. And I sit down. Pastor Mike picks up the microphone. And sit down. If all speak in tongues like this, everybody will be confused. What did they say? What did anybody say? We don't know. But if all prophesy, one comes and says, Tuesday, the Lord is going to bless us. One says, next Sunday, when you bring your tithe, the Lord will open the windows of heaven and pour out the blessing upon you. Then somebody comes and says, tomorrow is fasting and prayer. God is going to bless our life. Everyone is prophesying in a language people can understand and everybody is blessed. Or somebody comes and speaks in other tongues. And another person gets up and interprets and says, that saith the Lord, I will turn your captivity and I'll put laughter in your mouth. Then everybody is blessed. 
So what Paul is talking about is speaking in tongues as a means of ministration to the body of Christ, to the body of believers. He's not talking about private language between somebody and God. As for the private language between somebody and God, when we come to church and we are speaking in tongues, just mind your own business. Mind your own business. Somebody's praying in tongues, it has nothing to do with you. So I pray today that may the Lord liberate you from every spirit of religion. People have made so many questions about, about speaking in tongues and, and, and they just create problems for themselves. But I read in the Bible and the Bible said where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I like it when the Bible said in the year when King Uzziah died, Isaiah said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his strength filled the temple. So you can sit in church with everybody else and you are seeing what nobody is seeing. And I pray in the name of Jesus, may you start seeing what nobody else is seeing. May you start knowing what nobody is knowing. Paul on the road to Damascus, the Bible said he saw a light. He fell to the ground and he saw Jesus. And Jesus said, why are you persecuting me, Saul? It is hard for you to prick against the, to kick against the pricks. And the Bible said the people, they heard a voice, but they saw no man. I'm praying that your experiences will be different. When you come to church, just concentrate on yourself. Lift up your hands and begin to speak in other tongues everybody on your own i'm trying to see if every night when we come here latest by 7 30 we can close this meeting until thursday when we do kia i want to see if we can close earlier so any day at all we come here today i've even kept long with the preaching but most of the time i want to try and see if by 6 30 if by 6 i beg your pardon i'll finish teaching and we will start praying because i want to start pushing for closing this meeting around 7.30 so that people can last for the two weeks. Because I'm sure people have made up their minds that we are going to be closing at 9. So they've decided to come at 7. You will be on your own. Lift up your hand and, and, and continue to pray. Oh, I know my people. Chai, I know my people. They call them my people. They, they are the people Moses led out of Egypt and took them to the promised land. Hey, their necks are very hard. So they've calculated. Adieu, we have upon 9. Make us seven crafty and a daddy a preacher, a preacher, who they know here. Zama Jiran Kanima Zama, lift up your hand and continue praying. Somebody praying in tongues. Me, I'm talking, I'm not talking to you. So you mind your own business and keep praying. Pararostese. Zandala Mosheke Biakabata. Can somebody talk to God? Just have a private conversation with God. Molosini mi kabanda rarabastese Zalazuni mi handa rarabase I can feel an anointing is building up in this atmosphere Colosini mi kebiando lorobosai Shidaranda rarabosanda Minkatoni makabatuni antelelebosie Kampaso sibisian Librando rime keboshanda mahan Zilamba gatunia Deni mi kabagatunia Zalian terene meka batunia Dabo siski bihaba kabatunia Zili madoke biyanduro kabatunia Zapiyandono no mo kabatunia Zami sanian suninistis 
listini stabian turiski mihan bampirianos timihan zimbalian doski mihan jalian bozeste mihan nustanian dolorobodo de bezesken limpolos tiske bihende han yampazuni mekabunala miriasosei limazunis tiske bihan yampatunian nemestes bihan liskomozantile mononemihande zilis parwanto siste bihan somebody lift up your and talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. Mm-hmm. Forever victorious. Forever we win. I found my victory in you. Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to Him. 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 Victory belongs to Jesus. Mayagoshi, look at me. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue. Speaketh not unto man but unto God. No man understandeth him. Howbeit in spirit he speaketh mysteries. He speaks mysteries when he speaks in tongues. Listen to me. If I tell you tonight, the person who wants to kill you, the person who wants you to fail. The person who is fighting you, the person who is against you, you say it's a lie. I have seen people called prophets, false prophets. Because you know what? The prophet was bold enough to declare something they thought was impossible. Wifey, I checked in the Bible. And when man was created, Adam's first enemy was his own wife. The one who made Adam fall was not an enemy from outside the garden. No, it was from Adam's house. Listen, it was his own wife who went and ate fruit and gave to him and gave to it. Listen, by the grace of God, I have a very nice wife. Very loving, very spiritual. But, so, what, what I'm trying to say is, the way I see mommy is the way many men see their wives. And it's the same way many women see their husbands. If somebody tells mommy, I'm going to hammer, she says it's impossible. But ladies and gentlemen, is it possible? It is. Oh, 
Your husband may not kill you with a knife. Your husband can eat a fruit and it will affect you. You can get a sickness you don't know where it is coming from. Because your husband went and fornicated somewhere and brought gonorrhea or babasu on you. And you are walking about and you are sick and you don't know where it is coming from. And you, Listen, you can get HIV AIDS from your own husband or wife. Because you see, you see, let, let me teach you a little bit. Let me teach you a little bit. Let me teach you a little bit. All of us, we love our husbands and our wives. And we think they can never be the problem. Oh, I have met people tell me, oh, me Mayre, oh, please. <laughs> Some of you think you know your children, you don't know them. One day I was dealing with one of my sons, and when I said something, he laughed. He said, Dad, you don't know us. And that's because this guy moved the car, and I was shocked. I said, ah, so you can move car? He laughed. I think maybe he was even saying, even camel, we move them. You are sitting here talking about car. was taken out of the ribs of Adam. A rib was taken from Adam. Created Eve. There is no way Adam could believe that a fruit the wife is bringing, there's something wrong with it. Although God himself had told Adam, the day you eat this fruit, you will die. He chose to believe his wife. The wife told him, you know what? God is lying. This fruit, the day you eat, your eyes can't Wallahi kagani ranan I have sat in meetings with husbands and wives and you are trying to let the woman understand the nature of the husband she has and you are trying to make the man understand the nature of the woman he has and they won't believe anything you are saying That's why they say love is blind the first problem a human being got on earth came from his wife and came from the husband. It came from the husband because the husband too was irresponsible. Where were you when the serpent came? And God said, the day you eat this fruit, you are going to die. Look at Jacob. Jacob said he believed God. He met God in Bethel. Ah, Bethel, the God of Bethel. He poured oil. He made a sacrifice on his way. Laban is chasing Jacob and said, Jacob, you have stolen my idols. The man said, What idol? What idol? Search the whole of this place. And they searched and searched and searched and found nothing. And the Bible said that the beloved wife of Jacob, her name is Rachel, she was sitting on the idol. On her camel, she was sitting on the idol, on the saddle of the camel. Listen, when you were marrying your wife, maybe she brought something from her father's house. When you were marrying your husband, he brought something from his father's house. 
So their deeds and their activities are affecting your life and pulling you backwards. And that is the one you will marry and you are not making progress. I can tell you that there are many of you, you have gone far in life, but for the man or the woman you went to marry, I am not saying divorce them that is not what i'm saying but today you are going to fight the battle and i can assure you you have won the battle already listen to me the kind of woman you marry can abort your destiny forever forever it is gone this is a woman god himself gave adam remember that forever adam didn't say god give me wife Adam did not remove his own rib to give to God. God said it is not good for him to be alone. He didn't say anything. No. He was sitting somewhere called him. God was the one who came and said it's not good for man to be alone. And the man was not awake when they brought him the wife. He didn't propose. God himself put him to sleep. And God himself took the rib. And God himself made the woman single-handed and gave it to Adam. Adam only recognized in spite of that there was a problem with the woman. So the one you went and proposed to You are clapping like you are a suspect. You know what? Anytime I meet people and they tell me, Reverend, you've done well, oh, the way you are in Boga and you are still doing the ministry. I said, go to her and give her the credit. Go to this woman of God and give her the credit. Because you know what? And if this woman did not want to be here, it would be difficult for me to be here. No, 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 I can tell you. Listen. This woman, wherever she's going, I would have followed. And if God asks me, I'll tell him the woman you gave me. I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodannaba.com. God bless you richly.